Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. I'm a game, you're a thrones, he's a game, we're all thrones now, I'm a game, she's a throne, we're a game, it's all thrones, yeah, thrones, 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 raging throners with the night queen. That's me. Hey, welcome to a, uh, another recording episode level of Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, because it's summer of guests, the summer, Woo! it's a thing, yeah. It's been going strong since Danny said we haven't had a solo episode. And in fact, my next, uh, well, this well, this is actually like past Wookiee talking to future like mm. people about an episode that's also in the future. But by the time listener will have been in the past. Wow. Yeah, because the next episode is like a news catch up. And it was going to just be me, but Danny might come over Tuesday night to record based on my schedule. And I'm going to make him talk about news. Great. All the news. <laughs> the good news. Not the, the wildebeest. News. The news. So, uh, hey. Uh, friends, you've already heard the tones of uh, the Night Queen herself, all about Batu. Batu. We talked about Batu, and if you didn't listen to it, it was the bonus ode, like a week ago or something. It was right. Bo- bonus ode fifteen. We talked all about our little uh, how we were lucky to do like press stuff on uh, the Galaxy's Edge. That we were before all the people, and then having talked to Danny, apparently our experience was much better. <laughs> Not surprising. Because it's all the people and all the lines and all the denied access now. Yeah. And it's all the plebeians now. All the plebeians? So all the we randos. Were, okay, we weren't plebeians. My whole no. life I've been a plebeian. <laughs> I'm not used to being any sort of aristocracy. I'm sorry, all the, the, but the... speaking of aristocracy, Ooh. I brought the Night Queen on because I'm like, hey, I need to talk all about like Game of Thrones. The Thrones and, uh, game. And since uh spoiler alert, this is a uh, blues better half. Wow. Um, or other half. Or a half of a, a whole. I don't know. Now we're talking about holes. Some it's weird. Woman. But uh, some that lady. <laughs> that bee. <laughs> some bee. But uh, she has all the opinions about Game of Thrones. I do. In fact, once even cosplayed. Right? Didn't Did you say I? you cosplayed as, as Catelyn Stark or something? for? A, didn't you say you dressed up as was a Halloween costume? Uh, no, I oh, didn't, but you, I don't know I swear who you've you told been talking me, to. I, I swear it was you. It was as zombie Catelyn Stark. You said something about that to me. Uh, maybe I, I misunderstood you. I, I am you. a big fan of Lady Stoneheart. I thought you but, dressed up as her. Uh, no, I did uh, one time Photoshop. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I, I totally thought like you like cosplayed her. It was a Photoshop. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. So I brought on uh, a, a Catelyn that I know, although that's not how her, her God-given name is said. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, but I since ever since I realized she has a raging throner I do. about the the thrones, all the people with the raging throners, uh, I was like, hey, then I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, the shadow guest. If uh, you uh-huh. listen to that, you were like, oh, uh-huh. there was a fourth person once, and it was a shadow guest. It was her. It was her. Was I? It was she the whole Twas time. Was I that set Winterfell ablaze? Was it you? Yeah. You set it ablaze. I don't. Yep. I don't remember seeing it on fire. Well, that was in episode four, season yeah. eight. I oh, think. it was sort of on fire. I yeah, guess. It was yeah, it's pretty on fire. 
I thought it. Oh yeah, I thought it was Melisandre that set it on fire. Well, she set part of it on fire, and then the zombies, you know, the the the, oh, the whites flaming zombies broke through, and then there were more fires. It was just a, it was a good lesson in fire safety, quite Game, frankly. Yeah, Game of Thrones, dragons and whites, aka zombies, and uh, face masks that are much better than Mission Impossible, and uh, lots of lots of magic and and treachery, and uh, inner political dynamics and tension between houses and yeah. uh, all the stuff. But here, we're, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Obviously, we're probably going to talk about Season 8. So spoilers, spoilers. If spoilers. You, if you haven't all caught up with the Game of Thrones, like, take your Raging Throner elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what I've learned about Raging Throners, if you have a Raging Throner, prepare yourself for disappointment. Prepare yourself for disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Just because you have a Raging Throner doesn't mean you'll be satisfied by the end of it. But, um, hey, what brought you to Game of Thrones? How did you discover the Game of Thrones? Where did you enter yourself into the world so, of Thrones? My, uh, my wild, wild introduction to Game of Thrones, um, and this will explain a lot about me as a Game of Thrones fan, is that I had read somebody's, uh, I don't want to call it a dissertation, but something very dissertation-esque. Okay. That was about uh, Sansa Stark. Okay. And the extent that I remember of it is um, uh, this girl saying, you know, how would you convince someone to keep a wolf as a pet? And it would be by convincing them it's just a well-trained dog. Did you say wolf? A wolf. A wolf. Okay. A wolf. <laughs> and like, a woo. Oh, no. Oh, no. She's one of the people that says wolf instead of wolf. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> how do you convince somebody to keep a wolf Yes. As a pet, by convincing them it's a well-trained dog. And that was uh, kind of my introduction. I thought it was an interesting character analysis. And I was like, eh, I'll check it out. And when was this? I have a fever of (laughs) 103.4. I'll binge watch the first three seasons. So when when would this be? Oh, say the first three seasons is what you Yeah, I was going to say, we were only three seasons in. So the first, uh, season one through three are a little fuzzy for me, um, specifically because I watched them all back to back. Okay. Over the course of a, a seven-day fever. Ooh. So, Ooh. not I'm ideal. Game of Thrones. I got a disease. I got a fever. Yeah, 103. I really can't remember seasons one through three. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was exactly. you. <laughs> okay. Exactly like that. So, this is, uh, so it's 2019 now-ish. Unless you're ta- listening from the future. Hello. Ooh. From the past. Yeah. Spooky. Once upon a time, there was time before Galaxy's Edge existed at Disneyland. And we speak to you of this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, <laughs> so dumb. Uh, it's the 2015. Somewhere in there. Have you been a, a, a Thrones fan since the beginning? So I was actually trying to think about it in preparation for this. So I've read all of the books. But I read the books because of an English class. But anyways, mm. more on that. So I think I may have seen seasons one to four in a binge. Like I got like the the thirty day free trial yep, of, of HBO, HBO, and you were like, "Yep." And just like binged my binged my way through it. And I wasn't smart enough to realize that my mom had HBO, so I didn't even have to like pay for it like, on my iTunes. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, and then like I I watched it live since like season five. However, comma. The addendum to that is my my ex-wife, when season one was like brand new, mm-hmm. tried to get me to watch it. 
And I distinctly remember, like, she put it on, like, you know, the kids were asleep, going to bed, as old people do. You know, you lay yep. down in the bed and there's no affection whatsoever. You just watch a show and go to sleep. Yeah. Because that's real love and real marriage. Perfect. Anywho, uh, put on, like, the first season and thinking, this, this is fucking boring. <laughs> I would rather sleep for work. Why is she making me watching this and falling asleep? And her being very mad because she wanted that to be a show we watched together. And I failed at that. And that probably says a lot about that marriage and why she's my ex-wife. Nope. Uh, but, yeah, so I could have watched it from the very beginning. But I did not. And then I sort of, like, until I binged it when people were talking about it, was like, that's her show. Like, yeah. That's yeah. that's not my no, show. that's fair. Uh, but, um, but then I had, I had friends. I went to a karaoke bar and people. So I think I actually watched, like, those seasons before I read the books. But in 20... Ooh, I guess it would have been 2014 or 2015 in my English 101 class or some yeah. 104 or whatever. Yeah, one of those. We read the very first book oh. of Game of Thrones in a uh, entire like lesson plan based on like treachery and murder and literature. And we started with the first book of Game of Thrones. And before that semester was done, I'd read all five Game of Thrones books yeah. in addition to Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet and another book that I don't remember. Was it Hamlet? No, we only read two Whatever. Shakespeare. Only read two Shakespeare. Mm. Uh, maybe it was. No, it might have been Hamlet, actually, that we read because I, I did an entire presentation wearing my Bailey head talking about The Lion King. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think it was Hamlet. It was Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet. We mm. didn't read Macbeth. Although it might have been Macbeth. Macbeth and Hamlet makes a little more sense. than. No, we read Romeo and Juliet. It was like the fifth time I read it. Like Everybody yeah, loves to make you read Romeo read and Juliet. But uh, in Shakespearean stuff, like Game of Thrones, like fits right in there. Yeah. And I think it does count as literature. And that's what that professor, or uh, as I've learned, professors are only at the university level. So that teacher of English with a master's <laughs> degree taught us. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah. And uh, and then since then, I've, I've watched all of the, from season five to season eight. Season eight just finished. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it did. And, uh, and, it's, and it's been a ride. Yeah. It's There's... been fun. There have certainly been high points and low points throughout the the series as a whole. Um, what what did you feel about season eight? Now that we're through it, uh, I think we can come back to it. But uh, I enjoyed it overall. But meh, yeah. I'm like, you know, it, it could have been better. And I've listened to enough like podcasts and pundits to be like, yeah, there's stuff that could have been better. I'm more interested in starting off. Let's talk about Game of Thrones, like from like. What is arguably the best season, season one. Season one. Starts off really, really strong, convincing you that uh, Ned Stark, Neddard Stark, is going to be your hero. Yeah, And then uh, by the time that season is over, you're like, well, what the what? Yep. Yes. And then Red Wedding's end of season three? Book three? Uh, Or is that season two? I think it's book three. I'm not sure which season it's the end of, but I, uh, I kind of had the unfortunate experience of having most of the major plot points spoiled for me before I actually got to them. Okay. So I personally didn't um I didn't have the shock value that a lot of fans did when they first watched it. However, when I did um I read the books after watching season uh I think I started after season 4. Okay. Uh So you read the books after season 4? Yeah. Okay. Um I was so fed up by the Catelyn Stark chapters because they were so painfully boring that by the time we got to the Red Wedding, I was like, great, I can't wait. 
See, and I, I sort of know the season six started while I was reading the books because we were all in the class together and like mm-hmm. talking about it on Mondays, like afterwards, yeah, like cryptically, and uh, yeah, being like, oh, so this is them writing doing the story without the books, and yep. it is markedly different. Yep. Yes, it, the the language became much more modern. It definitely yes. did, which was a you know choice, I guess. You get Dothraki dick jokes and yeah. and and all that, but there's good stuff because that's the Hodor season. And man, Hodor, no. Hodor, <laughs> so good. And one more, one last warning, friends. Spoilers. Spoilers. I'm a spoiler. She's a spoiler. Lots spoilers. of spoilers. spoilers. You're all spoilers. Hey. So yeah, they all die. All of them die. And Everyone. And everybody in everlasting perdition in the fires Rip. of Mordor for eternity. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it ends. And then the hobbits suck each other off at the end. Yep. Wait, As wait. all things should be. <laughs> no hobbits in the Game of Thrones. But, uh, I mean, I think I think this entire premise of it by George R. R. Martin is pretty sweet. You know, using the War of the Roses historically to, like, base it. Yeah. And then elements of Hadrian's Wall and Greek fire and Vikings and Italian Renaissance. Yeah, and if, you're, if you're a history buff, there are definitely moments where you have your aha minute. Yeah. But uh, if you're not a history buff, it's still something that's... Very enjoyable for the, if you're not interested in political intrigue, then for the the violence or whatever it is that you like. Well, I think George Martin, George R. R. Martin said something like he takes history and then he files off the serial numbers and then he <laughs> dials it up to 11. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> so it's, right. So it's stolen contraband history yeah, told very you know loudly. What? That's fair. It's told very loudly. But uh, it's, it's solid. It's uh, definitely a show about white people. That yeah. it sure is. It's a show certainly about white people. I think that's my biggest takeaway after eight seasons. I'm like, man, they did the non-white people dirty. Yes, they yeah. did. Oof. They definitely did. But um, before we get to talking about season eight, what like seasons one through seven? Even though you have a 103 degree fuzzy reminiscence yep. of the first three seasons, did you like this uh, epic battle of good and evil with dragons and nudity because it was on HBO? You know what? I like to believe that I'm a woman who appreciates some good nudity. So <laughs> I was not incredibly bothered by, you know, all the all the little naked, hanky-panky scenes. That's fine. I mean, it's that on don't HBO. It's, it's a little awkward when the very first episode is like brother and sister uh, pounding. You know. But the things you do for love, right? Yeah. Yeah. Life is full of mysteries. Yeah. And brother-sister pounding. Yeah. That's how it is. Oh, wow. um, we live different lives. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I I think I really enjoyed it. Like it uh, it was a show that that uh, it changed my expectations. I'm like when mm. I thought things were a certain way, they weren't. Yep. Yeah, it often subverted. There you yeah. go. There's a word I was looking for. You're the English major. I'm yeah. a history major, but uh, subverted those uh, expectations. And I think that you can definitely see where. Uh, George's hand kind of leaves things because it goes from being, um, you know, a subversion of what you expected to just a straight up, you know, here's a random and crazy thing that's going to happen. And that was a, that was kind of an unfortunate switch, but I think that the first, you know, I'll even give them the first six seasons were, uh, were, you know, they were a cultural phenomenon. They were really, really fascinating. 
Um, and anybody you talked to had some kind of opinion on uh, Game of Thrones, and it was usually a stupid one. But that's all right. You need yeah. those people. So let's see. What happens in season one? So you meet Ned Stark. Bran gets thrown out of a tower by the incest lovers. Uh, they Robert kill Baratheon dog. has lots of bastards. They kill Sansa's doggy. Uh, Arya and Sansa travel with their dad to King's Landing. The bells of King's, King's Landing. Landing. Um, and Tyrion is wonderful from the beginning. Yep. Yeah. He's uh, dwarves, bastards, and broken things. And you get what well, Jon Snow goes to the wall. And then because Robert Baratheon gets drunk and, and gored by a yep. boar. Uh, he dies. That's how I want to go. And then it becomes, or bored by a gore. Bored by a gore. Yeah, that could yeah. that could happen too. And then of course you have Littlefinger, and uh, and Ned dies. Yep. Done, done, died. Yeah. And then what's uh? And then of course you got Daenerys Targaryen. Brother gets killed by molten gold. Yep. And uh, one of although, my favorite the, scenes in the entire series although, is when Viserys gets his uh, crown. His as golden it were, crown. I wrote a really good paper. About uh, Danny and the dragon, we had to pick like yeah. one of the characters and write how they were like their sigil, mm. and I uh, wrote a wrote a pretty solid uh, a paper on that. But of course, uh, although repeatedly raped as a child by the Dothraki warlord, who's supposed to be the Mongols or the Huns or something like something that, like that. Uh, decides to fall in love with him. I think it's uh, it's it's definitely played out differently in the books than it is in the show because there's um. There is a scene right after um, Khal Drogo and Daenerys' wedding where they, you know, go out in the field for their honeymoon, you know, as it were. Uh, and the only word he knows in um, the common tongue, whichever one it is that Daenerys speaks, um, the only word that he knows is no. And he, you know, in, the, in her point of view, he makes it very clear that if she says no, he knows what that means and will stop. Right. But in the in the show, they're just like, yeah, they just go at it. They just start banging. It's great. Yeah. Even though she's what fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> she's young. She's she's uh, legally a woman because she can create children. Well, in the medieval times, like that, they are like once you can bear children, you're a woman. I guess. But uh, yeah, problematic. But season two, so Robert's dead, so Joffrey, the bastard. <laughs> Not a bastard, just a bastard. Uh, uh, actually, also a bastard. Well, also a bastard, yeah. <laughs> he's a double bastard, and that's the double worst bastard. kind. Double he's, bastard. He's an he's a incest bastard, yeah, which is the worst kind of... He's a bastard. He's a bastard. <laughs> Uh, and then you get uh, Stannis Baratheon. Stannis the Manus Baratheon. And Melisandre. And then Rob's army going north. Uh, and then Theon Greyjoy. And you get more of the Iron Islands with the Greyjoys. The, uh, the Stannis chapters where they are attempting to uh, come back. and I, I want to say that it might be the next season. But whether, when Stannis is trying to attack Winterfell after... Uh, the Boltons take over. Okay. It's just like eight chapters in a row of them being like, nope, still snowing. <laughs> yeah. Which is and fun you, and festive. You get Renly, uh, and of course, that's how you're going to get Brienne of Tarth. My wife. And then John on the wall, and he goes uh, north a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, that's where you get the Battle of Blackwater. 
end of season Ooh. two. It's Battle of Blackwater. Good times. Right, with the chain and... Uh, the, the, the green and the... Yeah, the wildfire. Wildfire. And, uh, yeah. And Daenerys goes to Karth and is imprisoned. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. jail! The House of the Undying. Yep. With their dragons, which were stones that became dragons. Yep. They have dragon eggs. Uh, and then what? Season three... Uh, Hand of the King becomes Tywin Lannister. Man, I love Tywin that evil Lannister. bastard. Ah, he was really good. Uh, Tyrion marries Sansa. And uh, this is where John encounters Mance, Raider, Mance Raider up at uh, up the wall. Of course, this is sort of... We're talking the show, not the book so much. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, the end of season three is the Red Wedding. And then this is Arya with the Hound where they do lots of walking. Yep. Because they cared about the walking early on in the show. Yeah, it was, they sure was to a lot see. of... And uh, Bran realizes he can warg. And, uh, yeah, that's a very short synopsis. And uh, Bran and Jamie leave that Black Castle place and yes. start heading south. Is this before or after Daenerys Jamie's gets the hand unsullied. gets chopped off? Uh, this is when his hand gets chopped off. Okay, I, think. I was like, wait, hold on. Yeah, and then Daenerys gets the 8,000 unsullied. So, Brayward. yes. The best characters are generally the cockless ones huh. in Game of Thrones. That's fair. And that stands for the men and the women. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's a good uh, be cocked character. Be cocked. <laughs> I hope there series, is, but... just so that word can be said <laughs> again. We can circle back to other be cocked characters. And season four is what they call the Purple Wedding. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, you get. Uh, Joffrey dying after Mary Marjorie. One of the most satisfying uh, yes. uh, deaths on TV, I would say. Fan service, but wonderful fan, wonderful service. fan service. And it comes from the books, too, so it's not there. And Marjorie Tyrell. One of the most beautiful women alive. Let me just say how much I loved her on The Tudors as Anne Boleyn. Oh, I never watched it. Oh, you never watched The Tudors? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a show to watch if you get a chance. Noted. Write yourself a note, The Tudors. Really, really good. As she writes an air note. Um, <laughs> Let's see, you get Littlefinger with Lady Aaron, who's crazy, who is Catelyn's sister. Uh, Jamie, who has since lost his hand. It says that in parentheses Perfect. on this recap, just for you. Uh, Sansa has escaped. And let's see. Don't you mean Elaine has escaped? Oh, yes, Elaine has escaped. Um, and then uh, Tyrion shoots his father with a crossbow while he's on the shitter. Thunk! Which is also satisfying. That's how I want to go. <laughs> And then Roose Bolton takes over uh, Winterfell after the Red Wedding. And uh, Ramsay Snow, knee Bolton, is a, a torturous uh, F who, who really changes yeah. Theon Greyjoy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a choice. And then Jon uh, goes, does stuff in the, in the north. And I think he also meets uh, the most beautiful woman of all of Game of Thrones. Kissed Egret. by fire, yeah, Egret. Yeah, that's fair. I'll I'll allow that. Yeah, and you're uh, wrong, but I'll allow it. <laughs> you know nothing, Catelyn. That's <laughs> your uh, own opinion. And Arya's with the Hound, found by Brienne, and she leaves him to die. And uh, of course, we forgot to mention Yakin Hagar, who she met like in season Yakin. two or season three. But she goes. Uh, Arya's gonna head to Bravos to the House of Black and White. Cool. Yep. That was a good season. I think season four was a solid was season. Say, that was also yeah. a, a pretty good season. And season three ends solid with the Red Wedding. Uh, what do you got? Season five, uh, Stannis against Raider. 
Maturators, people, and uh, Littlefinger takes Sansa to Ramsay Bolton. A very, very strange, strange choice that they changed for specifically the show. Because in the in the book, if you don't know, it's not uh, Sansa who winds up with Ramsay. It's uh, I'll remember her name in a hot second. Um, but it's another girl, Jane Poole, yeah. from Winterfell, posing as Arya. Um, and in the show, for whatever reason, well, I guess for kind of narrative clarity, they elect to have Sansa in instead, which is a uh, criminal, but whatever. <laughs> and then, of course, Stannis loses, Brienne kills him, uh, Melisandre escapes to Castle Black, and... Uh, now, uh, Cersei wants, uh, Marjorie to marry an even younger son. Yep. Poor little Tommen. Oh, man. Little baby Tommen and his cats. As much as I hate Joffrey, like, Tommen and then the daughter, man, they just got hosed over. I was gonna say, Tommen and Marcella were just lovely children who just happened to be, you know, tiny bastards. And this season five is but also one, where one you get... one bastard, not double the bastards. <laughs> I like this. Cersei's sexual hypocrisy is still <laughs> exposed, and she is forced to enact a humiliated I naked want... walk of penance through the streets of the capital. Whoever Someday wrote this... when they write tales of my life, I hope they also Whoever wrote write this... of me so Whoever wrote this, this synopsis is a, is a fun writer, because you have the High Sparrow in uh, King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the puritanical cult guys. Uh, and then Daenerys goes to Marine. And uh, kills all the slavers. Yep. Yep. And uh, and in the book, uh, contracts dysentery, basically. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. The, I was going to say, that's the very end of the fifth book, I do believe, where one of the last chapters is just Daenerys being like, and then I shit myself. Yeah. And then the end of season five is uh, the Battle of... Uh, Battle where- of the... Where, where they no, where they fight no. uh, the the uh, whites at the place oh. with the Night King, yeah. who's not in the books, but is a you need to have a central figure to hate yeah. for them. Otherwise, it's just like unnamed evil, and it's even scarier. <laughs> not and, good TV. Oh, of course, and John dies. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, John Snow dies. Rip. That's how book five ends too. John Snow mm-hmm. dead, and you're like, wait, and like it must be said that George R. R. Martin wrote. The fifth book between season one and two. So everybody was like, yeah, we'll get the next book before they're done. No. Nope. Choke's on us. And although there have been reports that he hasn't finished, he doesn't. He doesn't. He hasn't even finished the sixth book. He's yeah. working on that mixtape. Yeah. And they might be different. They might be different than uh, the show. Or they might not. They yeah. might have actually followed his beats. Because apparently the way it ends with Bran is exactly what he wanted. But that makes sense since yeah. Bran is the first POV chapter of book one. So, Sure. That makes sense, but... That's fair. Don't... Circle back later, I have opinions about brand. Carry on. Okay. So you're going to have to write yourself notes, because I might not remember. I got it. Yeah. Put that uh, down, scribe. Don't don't cry about uh, Jon Snow, because he comes back to life in season six. Melisandre raises him with the Lord of Light. exactly like Michael Jackson thriller. Like, if you're looking for any of the gods that they mention, like the... The mother and the, the father and the crone and the stranger or the Lord of Light or the God of Death to be expounded upon and make any sense. Don't look to the shows nope. to do that. And actually, don't even really look to the books to do that neither. If you're interested in uh, Cersei's prophecy, don't uh, just don't worry about it. Yeah, there's prophecies in there, but they're, they're not anything to like hang your hat on. Yep. Because prophecies are just uh, ideas. 
and they're not tangible. So your hat would just fall to the floor anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Bad hat care. Yes, bad hat care. Don't treat a fedora that way. Ew. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fedora is a perfectly acceptable hat. I sort of own one. Oh. Well, it's, I know exactly yeah. which fedora you own. Yes, yes. I sort of own one. Um, but yeah, John takes over the Night's Watch. And then you get uh, Battle of the Bastards. And uh, Cersei blowing the shit out of everybody in this, this Sept of Baylor. And, uh, the yeah. worst time. Yeah. And uh, what Daenerys becomes a prisoner of the Dothraki. But that's okay, because she burns those motherfuckers. To the ground. And, uh, the the read the sept of Baylor, the gif of Tommen just very softly toppling out the window is among my favorite pieces of media out there. <laughs> oh, poor Tommen. Poor Tommen. You even mention that his daughter like dies because it doesn't even mention in the oh, synopsis they don't mention Dorn at all. <laughs> like Dorn's a small Dorn part is, of the show. Dorn is such a you know it's not a huge part of the book but it's such an interesting part of the book. Yeah. And it really is tragic that that was one of those storylines that they were just like eh. We don't need it. I mean, so, like, yeah, and then Arya in the House of Black and White. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, one of the moments that, like, it creeped me out in the book, and then it creeped me out in the show, is when Theon goes to the Iron Islands, and he's just flirting with this redhead. Ooh. And you're like, man, there's going to be some sexy HBO action going Ooh. on. And then so it's excited. his sister. But in his face... He hasn't given up on all his sexy ideas. You know what I mean? Isn't it's a, just like, oh, that's my sister's a, grown. A, a high okay. incest yes. show. Yes. Also, very strange. Not sure why her name changes between the book and the show. I never understood. Who? And I never will. Asha slash Yara Greyjoy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, maybe be just because Asha sounded more like Asa and Yara yeah. is easier. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, season six also Hodor. The, the mystery <laughs> of why he only says Hodor. We can't and talk about uh, probably it. one of my favorite hours Still of Game of Thrones. Still not emotionally past that episode. It's so good, though. It is. It's so incredibly good. Yeah, and now Hodor just spins records at cons say, all around DJ. the world. Yes, just spins records. I want him to DJ with me in the little basket. <laughs> in the basket in the little brand basket and I'll just be like nts, nts, nts. <laughs> okay I'm ready to go and uh season 7 wait my phone totally uh so let's see Daenerys goes to Dragonstone meets Jon Snow sleeps with her nephew spoiler alert yep uh and then they uh they tell Cersei about the White Walkers but she doesn't care and uh Cersei considers marrying Euron Greyjoy, who is the uncle of Theon and Yara. Kind of a hottie. Uh, and then there's the that great uh, like convoy battle with the dragons, mm-hmm. which is really, really fun. And uh, that, it's a really short season. They have season seven and season eight are both short. And then... Uh, and Viserion. Yeah, becomes a... a a white, a white dragon, dragon. But he's a not blue white. eyed white dragon, uh, as the Yu Gi Oh kids would say. Uh, and what else? Uh, Arya and Sansa are reunited, and I think is it season seven where she sticks the dogs on on a Ramsey, or is mm, it season six? That's a good mystery. Good scene. Good scene. And Littlefinger gets killed, which is great. That was actually a great moment of television. What? I was gonna say, also one of my favorite moments in the whole series. I uh, I. 
found somebody had like posted that just that scene on Twitter, and I watched it like eight times in a row. Okay, it was so sad. And winter, winter comes because the Night King and the White Walkers use Viserion to breach the wall. Yep, you think that Tormund dies? Massive hole, yep. which later is mysteriously repaired. I, <laughs> I don't know. Say, I don't know that it's repaired because I think that one of the things that they talk about in the final episode is that they're like, well, the wall might be gone, but yeah. we still need a place for, you know, bastards and broken things. Yeah. So, I mean, for the first seven seasons, what do you, before we go into season eight, what do you got as far as thoughts go? Mm. Like it does, the first, very first episode, pretty shocking, kid thrown out of a tower, incest. Things I do for love. What in the fuck? And then the season one ends with with uh, Ed Nedard Stark done killed. I love how like in the scope of things small the mystery you know, the mysteries and the plots of season one are. Because it's like, oh, whose knife is this? What happened to John Aaron? And then you get to the end of things and it's like you know Will Cersei ever experience her prophecy right is there really an ethical version of a, a tyranny yeah. we'll never know when you play the game of thrones you do either... you win do you i die? just wondered why they call it a game of thrones when there's really only one throne that they're talking about well, so shouldn't it really be games of throne there <laughs> i will give them game of thrones because i would claim that there are two thrones oh the throne on dragonstone no what's the other throne uh, the Iron the, Throne, the, the one that you the, sit on and get shot by a crossbar? Yes. Crossbow? Yeah. <laughs> um, the Sea Stone Throne or whatever it is, uh, the Iron Islands, they have their own specific throne. Well, uh, there's, which there's... is why it's so, side note, fascinating to me in the final episode when they're, when Sam brings up the concept of maybe we'll, you know, elect an official by democracy and Yara Greyjoy starts laughing because she has apparently forgotten that the way that they choose kings on... Is democratic. Is a king's moot. Yeah, the king's moot is very democratic. That's just a... It, it's okay. Whatever. It was never about democracy anyways, but Sam. Oh, Sam. Mm. Uh, I mean, and like, definitely the Red Wedding was shocking television. I mean, a, a pregnant woman gets, gets stabbed in the pregnant tummy. Not you know what I mean? Huh? Not in the books. Oh, but we're talking about the show. I Done. Know. Yeah. I just like having a concept. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was a, it was it was hard to watch. Yeah. But it was one of those things where you couldn't like look away from it. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And then you know you get those moments where people get poisoned, but who poisoned them? And then you find out that it's like the most uh, gangsta, gangsta. She is a hero for the ages. The Queen of Thorns. Oh man. man, is that is that what she's called, the Queen of Thorns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so I reference the uh, tell Cersei. I want her to know it was me, like <laughs> six times a week. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's incredibly good. And Arya, fan favorite for good reason. Yeah, Arya has yeah. always been a very interesting character. Uh, I, upon watching, is it cool if I go into season eight, or do you want me to skip that for now? Well, we can circle back. You can talk a little bit if you want about uh, it. I just was like, want to talk about some season one through seven. Just make sure we have yeah. that done, and then we can go to season eight. I um, you. Uh, I wish that there had been more. <laughs> see that pause there? That's I know. Bad. I'm sorry. It's a listening show. They I, can't see you thinking ponderously as you I touch have your thoughts. face. <laughs> um, but I wish that they had showed more of Arya's journey. I know you have, you know, her 
her scene with the waif and the stabbing and all of that. But there was so much that happened outside of what you see in the show. And while I do love her out there with her cockles and her muscles, a live, a live hoe, a sweet sea shanty reference, if anybody is curious. Um, it's just like there were so many more things that I think would have been interesting if they had gone into further development of it in the show, as well as in the book, quite frankly. I think that Arya is a very underutilized character in the book, and in some ways kind of overutilized in the show. Okay, I, I can give you that. I mean, bombing of the Sept... Woo! Totally shocked me. Took me out. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, I was like, holy What I did schnizzle. definitely appreciate about that scene was that uh, I always thought that Marjorie was one of the more intelligent, one of the people who was always uh, right. a couple steps ahead of everybody else. And, and Cersei least. felt that way too. Yeah. <laughs> to see her in a moment where she says, we have to get out of here right now. I know something's about to happen, but because she won't abandon her, you know, her brother. Right. Dying because of it. Like that to me was a really like a really nice moment of not being like, oh, she was fooled by Cersei. She fell victim to it like everybody else. Right. Uh, it was a, a moment where you saw that she was still one of the smartest players in the game who was, you know, coerced into a trap. Right. And I mean, Willis holding the door. Yep. Oh, yep. Oh, oh, man. That's probably like my number one, like, while well, always take away, just like, and that, that, that had cultural cash commodity for like at least six months. Yeah. Where you could walk by someone and be like, hold the door. You go, oh! <laughs> like literally my roommates got a Game of Thrones box and we were looking through it. And one of the, one of the things that came in this box, friends, is a doorstop that says Hodor. <laughs> and I opened the box out of curiosity and picked up the doorstop and uh, had to stop myself from bursting into tears immediately. I mean, as far as like the, the, the caravan with the dragons... Uh, the uh, Battle of the Bastards. Oh my God, that was crazy! Really good. And then the Hard Home Battle. Mm-hmm. Those were all really, really solid battles in the show. The uh, I think that something that's kind of an underrated moment of, you know, really, really sad, heart wrenching moments in the show is uh, during uh, Battle of the Bastards when Rickon is being returned to them, uh-huh. and Ramsay just shoots him, like. That was a moment that I I knew I needed to expect something like that to happen, but it was still hard to watch. Yeah. You know, one of the the very last Stark children, at that point, technically the last Stark heir that would have been capable of, you know, having children. Right. uh, To watch that kid get, you know, arrowed down by such an enemy. Although we'll get to season eight, but I could see Sansa, like, like, Marrying somebody or having like having a kid by yeah. somebody, but being like they're Starks. Yeah, no, that's, you know what, I mean? that's what I do imagine happens <laughs> after. Uh, we can like a, a moment that a lot of people I don't think really talk about. Jamie and Brienne in the bath. Yeah, where he like talks Sexy. about how he got the name Kingslayer. That's pretty good. It is. Yeah, that's pretty I solid. Think, um, I think that Brienne and Jamie's entire arc together was something that was, like, so beautifully done for so long that when we made it to season eight, 
and it kind of collapsed in on itself. That was just like a real tragedy of storytelling. Yeah, I like so I'm just like trying to think of like little things. Like I, I really enjoy that. I want to get back to like Jamie and uh, her. Well, we talk about season eight, either disappointment or elation. You know, there's there's good moments with Daenerys. I like when she burns the the Dothraki leaders mm-hmm. in the hut, and when she's coming out of the hut because you know she can't be burned. Yep, sort of been established. That's really great. But I like also when uh, I can't think of when she's like bargaining for the unsullied. And mm-hmm. they're, like, completely talking, like, in a native they're, tongue. Yeah, and, like, she reveals, like, I speak your fucking language. High Valerian is my yeah. mother tongue yeah. or whatever. I yeah. can't remember what language it was. But either way, that was a very rewarding moment. And I've always been um, I've always been a fan of Daenerys as a character. I have never thought that she would wind up on the throne. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I thought she was going to wind up on the throne by herself, at least. Yeah. Uh, and also, I knew there had to be some sort of surprise. Just the way of the course. show was. Yeah. Um, of course, you get the mountain versus the viper. Yo. Oh. <laughs> that was really good in season four. That was that was one of the few moments that I think truly shocked me. Yeah, Oberyn Martell. And I could not actually watch it as soon as he started the eye gouging. Yeah. One of those things I just can't look at. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, every moment with Tyrion or uh, Lady Mormont. And by Lady Mormont, I mean that little girl. Oh, she's so precious to me. She's so great. So that's a good question for you, because I will admit, if I had to pick a house, I am House Mormont. And my buddy Danny is on the same. What house are you? Mm. Is that that a hard question? No, that's a good question, because I've always thought uh, physically with my very uh, brassy blonde hair and green eyes, I have a Lannister look about me. Okay. Um, so that's what I've always kind of thought I was. However, if we're talking allegiances, I have always been loyal uh, to uh, Sansa Stark and no one else. <laughs> so House Stark vis a Sansa. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, well, favorite characters? Yeah, favorite characters. Other than Sansa Stark? Yes, other than Sansa Stark. Let's see. Um, I am a big fan of Missandei. Okay. Miss Sunday. Um, that's the first one that comes to mind off the top of my head. But I also, uh, I really like pretty much everybody who was in the Dorn arc. Okay. That wasn't really addressed at all. Uh, big fan of the Hound. Okay. Definitely. And uh, uh, very much a huge fan of Cersei. I'm a bigger fan of the Fox, but I like the Hound Dog. Oh, wait, we're not... <laughs> No, I think I think the hound is great. I like I like how he got to go out. That's one of the most satisfying yep. things for me is uh, his arc in season eight. Uh, Sam, definitely Sam. Oh, Sam. Uh, Sam is so great. Willis, and I, I like to call him Willis instead of Hodor, but uh, Hodor really. Yep. And I liked him before, like that whole the door yeah. episode in season six. Um, and yeah, I mean I don't know. And I really Egret and the Wildlings. I can't think of. The guy with the big beard, but he's Tormund, pretty great. Tormund, Tormund Giant Spain. There you go. He's he's pretty solid, and uh, yeah, and uh, Tyrion Lannister, like yeah. from the very beginning. But everybody, Tyrion's that's easy. easy. If you easy. were to pick anybody throughout the entire season, alive, dead, whomever, uh, who would be your pick for the best ruler? The best ruler, the best the- king slash queen to be on the Iron Throne. It probably should have been John because he really didn't want really? it. Really? Because he really didn't want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's something to be said said about that. You know what I mean? And he would have surrounded himself by people that knew what they were doing. 
just like Bran does at the end of it, you know. And he would have. I mean, Arch, Archmaester would have still been Sam, and he would have. He would have had the people there. So I don't. I don't know. Not Sansa. She a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I wouldn't. Like she'd be, I want her as far away from the Iron Throne as <laughs> possible because I care about her as a person. Um, I think uh, Renly Baratheon probably would have been an all right leader. Uh, yeah. If he if he'd been given a chance. Uh, I think that most, but he just needed to be more honest about his love of men. Yeah. Most of saying. the full Baratheon children, other than Robert, really. Uh, Stannis and Renly, I think, would have both been and fine I, choices for the throne. And I think I'm led to believe that Aegon Targaryen I, Aegon might have actually been a pretty good... Uh, if his dad had been killed and Aegon had taken over, that yeah, it might have been okay. That may have gone better. Yeah. He even like fell in love with someone who wasn't his sister. Yeah, you know I mean? that's a very <laughs> and, rare thing and for the Targaryens. he would have united the North and the South. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. You know... Hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, the but real, the obvious answer is the person who should be in charge of everything is Davos the Onion Knight. Oh, because I love my my true favorite, like I literally said going into the finale of season eight, I don't care as long as Davos is okay. Yep, and he was, and he even got lines. So. I agree, and I love um, I love Davos as you know hand as an advisor in any capacity, and he's really great in the book too. Yes, I yeah. agree. Um, for as far as the if I had to pick one true king of Westeros who I think wouldn't be necessarily a popular choice but would be an incredibly capable choice, uh, very obviously Tywin Lannister. Okay. Yeah, but the, he would have been cruel. He would have, but he yeah. also would have been uh, just. Maybe. In his own ways. If you remember back to the um, the conversation that he had with Tommen in the Sept during Joffrey's funeral... About how the most important thing a king can be is wise. Okay. I think that he had, well, he was a, um, a a very ruthless, a very cunning character. I think that he had the actual practical knowledge to be the kind of leader that would have, at the very le- least, kept Westeros steady. Okay. Yeah, I just think he's an asshole, and he wasn't he nice was. to Tyrion. Yeah, definitely. So. He's just he's just an asshole. Like yeah. I, I don't I, I agree. You're with you. right. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm, I'm I, don't, I don't think that you can be a, a, a leader of Westeros without being inherently an asshole. Like so, I don't think that yeah. there was any good character who was going to be like, yeah, I'm going to show up and everything's going to be great. We're all going to be friends. So like John's. I mean, honestly, like. I'm content with Bran in charge of Westeros, yeah, that's... and that's a good segue into getting episode eight because yeah. it spoils all of it. Like, yep. I don't think that Bran has the most interesting story, and I don't agree with Tyrion's monologue, although yeah, he says I think it very that the well. Monologue was such a strange choice because literally all he had to do was be like, "I think it would be a really good idea to have some rando with magic who sees the future on the throne." I mean, what I'll say about season eight. I guess we're done with saying who should end up on the throne because spoilers, Bran's on the it's throne. It's Bran. <laughs> oh, so well, mad. Well, raising Bran. I guess shout out to Bran, but uh, he put up that thing where like the Iron Throne is destroyed. Hey, this guy comes with his own chair. <laughs> he started telling me that on the bus the other day, and somebody was like, "Ah!" and I was like, "Sorry about this guy who can't stop spoiling." Oh man, sorry about Bran's awful. Sorry about Bran. <laughs> sorry about Bran. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so. I mean, the 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 Long Nights, episode three, right? Yeah. Actually, episode two and episode three, beautiful television. I think episode two was the best of the season. 
Yeah, I really... Episode 3 was also good, but I, I, I think really episode 2 it. was the best. And especially because my homegirl, Aria, got to be, like, tough. I know you have a problem okay. with it. You wrote an entire post I about it. I do have a problem I with like it. it. I have a series of problems with it. Um, number one, just that I think that it was not... It's not that it was sudden. It was that it was literally out of nowhere. Like, if they had had her... Even in the background, if they had had like a little spider aria creeping through the tree or something how did she get past all of the the entire well, so, so all the whites all I the actually the white walkers i can't all of them? i can't say well she's just super awesome house of she's real of black fast. and white like faceless person but aria I like- but i literally thought of you in the finale because Jon Snow is like up on the thing, and then next <laughs> thing you know, Arya's right there. And I was like, "Yeah," because it literally was like them being like, "Yeah, yeah." It's like, uh, so like fast. Big She's Daddy. So I think you're underestimating my sneakiness. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. agree that. Here's the thing. I agree that Arya is very sneaky, and that she could probably uh, sneak up on anybody alive. Yeah. Like. I, just, I heard I, if you I, watch it again, they're actually like you. There are things you see. Yeah. On rewatch. Hopefully, I, I haven't rewatched any of that. I like episodes. to bank on that. But my new big problem with that scene is that uh, somebody I saw on Reddit on Free Flo- Free Folk that apparently uh, the the entire scene of Arya dropping the knife, stabbing with her other hand, blah 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 blah, is taken shot for shot from. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> and I watched the scene because I was like, surely not. And uh, yeah, it is literally scene for scene, like taken from that movie that nobody ever saw. I saw so, it. I own it. I've watched oh, it many a time. It's a good flick. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Have you All not right. seen it? No, I haven't. Well, I'll send I've you only... home with it. Thanks. You're welcome. Appreciate that. You're welcome in advance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that is a, a, a shot for so- shot, scene for scene. I, I, taken from that movie. That's fine. I, I enjoyed it uh, when she's in the library and it's like, like yeah. literally, I was like, oh my God, I don't watch scary movies. Ah, ah, oh my God, ah. <laughs> exactly yeah, like that. So, and like, I do think it's a little ridiculous how little, half of our characters are pressed up against the wall, just slashing swords for like hours yep. so that they survive. Like, I think uh, more people should have died. Do you think it, at one point, as you were in your, like, sword-slashing thing, you'd just get bored and be like, you know what? It's time. And, and you then, straight up die. I realize yeah, no, that... Yeah, people definitely should have died. I realize that whites aren't zombies, but every time a white bites somebody, I can't get zombie, like, every yeah. zombie thing I've watched out of my head, I'm like, oh, no! They oh, got no. bitten! But that's not how it works. Nope. But, like, it just bothers me. But they still use that as a trope, like, when they bite them to get that feeling out of you. Yeah. Even though it's never been established of being bit by a white. It still puts the fear of the Lord of Light into my heart. Yeah, yeah. The And your your husband, the... the uh, the, Which the king guy, the, the uh, king guy, nice king guy. Yeah, the night king. The night king, that guy, my man, created for the show. Yep. Yeah, but also, I, I think it's, but they, I mean, they never give you the like. You get to see that little scene with the children of the forest, and like the guy getting turned into the night king, yeah, sort of. It was just a, and that's, a pretty yeah. unsatisfying arc. And the overall. baby who's turned into a white yeah. walker, like never really explained. Like a lot of mythology, not explained. My general thing about it is. I wouldn't, you know, if they had just introduced the the White Walkers, you know, late in the game and been like, ah, here's another additional baddie you have to go against. Yeah. Like, 
that would have been a satisfying ending to it. But the fact that they were in the very first episode, and that was, like, the first real cliffhanger that you had. Right. Like, it just... I know that they overall weren't the big bad guys in the series as a whole, but it just, like, to to do them away in one episode yeah, wasn't that I don't, I don't know what pundit it was that said it, but I really agree that we should have gotten season eight was those first three episodes expanded into a season of six episodes. Yeah. And the last three episodes... Season 9 expanded into six episodes of that. Yeah. And you would have had the... more time for story rather than fast forwarding. Because like we said, they literally spent an entire season of Arya and the Hound like walking, walking. to the north. And then uh, they literally spent like two or three seasons of poor Daenerys' journey. Yep. Uh, and then just all of a sudden like there's teleportation and things go really fast. Yeah, was... And character development happens really fast too. Like characters change their mind about who they are. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a, a very rushed final season and i think that it would not be as frustrating if it weren't for the fact that uh the writers were offered i think it was like three or four more seasons and, and at least a couple episodes and they're like no we got star wars money to i don't make. think it's because of star wars though i think they were just tired of doing it but i think it's at, been a long time yeah i think at that point especially because it's been such a such a cultural phenomenon you kind of have a a, a duty to it like I don't House know. Tully, you got a duty. <laughs> I think uh, House Lannister, you got to get shot while you duty. Yeah, exactly. And they um, didn't want to get shot while they dutied. Yeah, now so. they're gonna because it was a bad final season for a lot of people. I didn't, I didn't mind it, but I can see where a lot of people have concerns. I mean, there's a lot of weakness throughout the entire show. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, eh, it's okay. Like you said, you wanted to talk about Bran. You wanted to vent about Bran or talk about Bran. Um, I remember it, even though I told thank you, you it I was up to your scribe it. to remember. I, I think that I already mostly brought it up in that they really, like, the, the concept of Bran as a ruler doesn't bother me. It was the way that Tyrion was like, ah, he's got stories. He's a yeah. man with knowledge of things. You know who else has stories? Sam got that whole book. He's ready to go. Um, but I think that if you had literally been like, don't you think it would be great to have a ruler who can see into the future? Yeah. I, I, it's. Yeah, I get it. I I I don't know. I think it's okay. Yeah. I like it, but uh, he does. They they should have gone rid of that scene where he's like, "I don't want to rule. I can't rule. I'm rule. above these things." They should have gone rid of I that. I don't want to because anymore. that 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 doesn't that doesn't lead. Why to do him. you think I came all this yeah. way? And I'm like, like what do you, like what do you mean, been, Bran? Like, literally, Bran has been playing the long game, and nobody's been paying attention to how manipulative he is. Bran has been playing the long game by himself. Yes. Like, yes. Before anybody knew there was a game, Bran was like, here I am, got my net, got my racket, ready to go. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, I think in the finale, well, so, like, season season four, or episode four was okay. I thought that was mm-hmm. all right, although they sort of rushed things. Uh, man, I just was not, I don't think they did enough development to get to Danny destroying all the women and children I in King's Landing. I think that they will in the books, which is what I'm kind of banking on. But what I really think about Daenerys is, uh, you know, people are like, oh, Mad Queen Daenerys. I don't think that it was a matter of madness. I think that it is the buildup of what other people have told her her entire life. Because she has always had Westerosi advisors who have come to her and been like, hey, the second you get to Westeros, people are going to fall to the ground and worship you because you're the queen they've been waiting for and they know it. That's, yeah. the, that's the advice that she's been getting from everybody around her for her entire life and when she shows up and people are afraid 
that messed with her. Yeah, so, but I mean, we really should talk about the bells of King's Landing. Whatever else that goes. She should have, if if she had, after the bells, decided to go straight to the Red Keep and yeah. burn that mother to the ground, I would have been a-okay with ground. that. Yeah. A-okay, but it's the, and they really made sure to show you the women and children dying. I'm yeah. just like, what would they do to you? Like, I heard somebody else's theory that I think would have been a really great one to end the season on, but obviously they didn't. Um, that Bran, because he had been shown having such a profic- proficiency in warging in general, to show Bran having warged into Daenerys, and that he was the one who did that to damn her as a ruler. And I thought that that would have been like a really interesting take. So I think that um, I think that they went too far with what Daenerys wound up doing in King's Landing, re-burning the women and children. But I think that if they hadn't gone that far, people wouldn't have been so uh, so supportive of John killing her. So it was like it was a very fine line that I think if they had had even a couple more episodes. They could have probably made a lot more sense of. Yeah, they. I mean, overall, I, I, I think the very the first twenty or thirty minutes of the finale were great. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked her uh, her speech in in High Valerian, like to everybody. Yep. But uh, I mean, lest the we shot forget of that her with the dragon. I want, I want to know her. where all those Dothraki and Unsullied <laughs> came from since you? they all died in the the Maybe long it's just night. Like, Randos in King's Landing who are like, oh, I don't want to. I don't know. There's just, just way too many. Let's of go. Them. So I'm just like, okay, I guess we forgot about all of her losses, yeah. or maybe you just didn't shoot her well to tell me like how much of an army she had before she had all those losses. Um, and I, I don't. My biggest beef is uh, the unsolely leaving John alive. I think, I think unless he had escaped and gone to the north by himself, that's the only way I would have understood him being alive. I yeah. think, I think Grey Worm comes in. And the I only agree. way only way you get John still alive is if John has a big ass fight with Grey Worm and he wins. Yeah. I think And then um, if he kills Grey Worm, okay, now you're by virtue of the way they work, you're in charge of the unsullied and he says, Put me under arrest. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think um I think that they were kind of afraid to kill off the two arguably the main protagonist slash antagonist of the series yeah. as a whole. Which, you know, is, is so, on their own Like, And someone else had said, like, during that entire King's Landing, the Bells, if, you know, Daenerys had been up there on the tower looking and somebody had killed Grey Worm at that yeah. moment, everybody would have understood her losing her shit and going because that would have been, like, her last connection yeah. to, like, all that. So, like, they, they just missed those opportunities to, yeah. like, explain. Say, I, I, do, I do like Tyrion and Jaime and all this stuff. And actually, I like Jaime... Dying, collapsed by rocks with Cersei. Yeah. Because that ending was about Jamie. It was not about Cersei. Yeah. Because the show, honestly, let's talk about Lena Hetty getting paid uh, to stand in front of windows drinking wine. That's like, what I should be paid to She do. probably had like 13 words in the entirety <laughs> of the last probably season. Probably real drunk that whole time. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I really liked Cersei as a character and like a lot of other characters in the final season. I think that she was uh, dialed back in a way that wasn't my favorite but wasn't entirely out of her I mean, regular characterization. They had to kill her because otherwise we were going to have to have a conversation yeah. about fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so, yeah. And, I, I mean, that was that was about Jamie, although we can get to, 
I really, really hate what they did with uh, with uh, Brienne and Jamie. They have yep. this great moment of Brienne getting knighted, and then all of a sudden... They, they didn't have, have to ruin it like that. Yeah. And then, they elected to. And then they decided to finish it off, thinking it would make sense that she actually, like, instead of throwing shade at Jamie, like, writes his story, like, well. Yeah, like, I think that if they had gotten rid of, you know, the the, the bone-in scene... Yeah. I think that her writing his story at would the have been end great. would have been so bittersweet. It yeah, get rid of the really bonus nice. scene and it's fine. Yeah, like if he's just leaving and she's sad about it, yeah. that's okay. But the because it makes you think it's all because of the bone-in. Yeah. And like now we need to find out that, that Brienne is pregnant I'm with sure uh, Jamie's kid. I'm sure that her uh, yeah. uh, lady parts game is strong. Yeah, and she's and pregnant gonna... with Jamie's kid. That's, uh, that's what happens when you have sex for the first time. Yes. Trust me. Trust yep, me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it happens, friends. Trust me. My 20-year-old. <laughs> wasn't the first time, but it wasn't like the 10th time. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think um, I think that they just made some very strange character choices that overall... I, I would have liked if she had opened the book, looked down, and literally written, he died protecting his queen. Just that last line. Yeah. And then flipped the next page and put, and put her Sir Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. Tarth, and then right? like zoom out, like that's cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like he died protecting his queen, like... I, uh, one of my moments in the finale that was like the most heart wrenching, not necessarily heart wrenching, but the most heartwarming for me as a person was when, uh, they're in the, the, the meeting and Brienne is like, Oh, Sir Podrick. And I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. my baby boy. Good old Podrick. Love Pod. Yeah. I was pod, so happy about that. Pretty great. I like that Sam got to be the grandmaster. Yep. Uh, yeah. With no formal education, although, might I add. Although Braun like really didn't need to be in this, him just saying they need to start brothels before they build ships, like that entire like episode of some sort of sitcom. Yeah, like I would watch was, the uh, next season yeah, of no, them just like talking at the table. I would love to. I think. Uh, I think that the the council as a whole was full of very inspired choices. Um, but, uh, none of them, none of them were choices that I think are inherently bad. I just don't think they're inherently well, things that I believed the characters would have decided and for I, themselves. I heard one person that their theory is the reason Bran accepted the crown is because who he truly feels is fit to be king is Tyrion, but mm. he knew that Tyrion would never accept the crown. So by him being an absentee king, Tyrion essentially gets to be the ruler of King's Landing. Yeah. And when I was said to me that way, I was like, ooh, Wookie likey, like yeah. Wookie likey a lot. I, I I like the concept. I don't necessarily believe the the truth of it. I think um uh back to your comment earlier about how you would like John as the reluctant ruler is I think that um in that respect John would be very much a figurehead. Right. Whereas I think that Bran has at least some uh some illusion of power. That, that moment where he's like, does anybody know where the dragon is? And everybody's like, nope, haven't seen him. And he's like, well, guess it's on me then. I think uh, I think I, that he, at the very least, is capable of some things that I don't necessarily think John, even though John is an excellent leader, I don't think John would have been a good king. It's the same way that Robert Baratheon was a really good knight, but not a good king. I, I mean, I think, like, in the end, like, I saw this... this meme or gif or whatever before i even went into like the last episode of season eight but it literally was ramsey Bolton. like if you think this has a happy ending you haven't, you haven't been, been paying, paying attention, attention. Yeah. <laughs> i was like yep i was like i think uh, i think they forewarned us all at the beginning yeah uh, that that was going to be the case so I, uh, yeah as far as 
the ways that I thought that Game of Thrones would end, I don't think that this was an inherently unsatisfying ending. Yeah. I also don't think it would have been unsatisfying if the White Walkers had just killed kept everybody. On steamrolling, like. <laughs> Oh, a, man. There there are several ways that I kind of expected Game of Thrones to end, and Bran on the throne was definitely not among them, but it's not something that I think is a, a, a poor choice overall. I think uh, in the end you're just happy because your girl Sam, Sansa. I sure am. Go ahead and talk about it. Why I'm are you so, so happy? I'm so excited because I love her. She's been through a lot. She has learned from pretty much all of the most powerful players in you know, this era of Westerosi history. I think, um, I think that because she has experienced so many cruelties from so many different hands, she has spent so much time in captivity for different, uh, rulers and, you know, Littlefinger and everybody like that. I think that she has learned to play the game among like the best of them. Right. So I think, uh, I think that her as a ruler makes a lot of sense. I don't mind the North seceding, but the thing that bothers me about the Norse seceding is that wasn't uh, uh, weren't the Greyjoys promised that they would also be able to be their own uh-huh, thing? They were. So I don't know why, as Sansa is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be my own kingdom." Yara's just like, "Yep, I love Bran." So I don't know. That <laughs> yeah. was a, a, a strange. And then I heard there. some weird thing that it's based off the the book that came out that's not one of the seven books mm. about the pirate Targaryen I female read it. that that's the whole like in, inspiration for Arya going off. Although they really very quickly like made a ship like all outfitted in yep. Stark regalia, yeah. even though they've never been a seafaring. I guess, I guess they must they have when they fought it. the Iron Islands. John, guys, you know, so. when, uh, when the wildlings join up at. Uh, Castle Black after um, well right before John gets killed right. the first time um, they get a bunch of boats maybe it's one of those boats maybe, maybe. he made a Stark boat just to be festive <laughs> made a Stark boat you're like look what I made for my dad and he's the, not my real dad but I love him all the yeah, same yeah and the Dothraki and the Unsullied were all fit and ready where, for a where fight where did they go where they just they just quit and get on boats real quick because people of color apparently don't want to fight I don't think the people of color, quite frankly, want to be in Westeros. Because, yeah. like... <laughs> they, I don't the, blame them, because the it's a land of whiteys. Like, yeah, the scene where, like, Missandei is going around Winterfell, and she's like, how do you do, fellow kids? And they're just like, ugh. And the Hispanics of Dorne, yeah. they're just like... They nope out of there real quick. The where king's is, like, man, I got Aloria gout. Sand? Gout sucks. <laughs> where did she go? She was in the basement last time I checked, yeah. and now she's gone. But yeah, so I think um, I think that Westeros was just generally a bad place. I'm just waiting for, for like people. episode seven for the Iron Bank to show up and be like, "Some motherfucker owes us a lot Bitch, of money." Better have my money. <laughs> Some motherfucker owes Pay us me what a you lot owe of me. money. <laughs> yes, because <Yep. laughs> that debt was like a running plot point, and it Who did not disappear that? That with actor. everything burning to the ground. I was trying to remember the other day who the 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 actor is is it mark gatiss oh, i don't is know who it was i think it I was um, either way i just like i i had forgotten that he was in it and i was recently re-watching uh season four and i saw him and i was like what a what a great choice for like a smarmy banker so how how do you think this ranks as a series like it doesn't have to be exact but like um, i would give it like a uh i will generously give it maybe an eight out of ten yeah. Because I think it was such a big cultural phenomenon that no matter how this season ended and no matter how you feel about it, 
um, at the end of things. I think that overall for the past decade, it's been such a big part of everybody's yeah. media consuming In experience. the cultural lexicon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask Baby Chewbacca what he thinks. Yeah, please, Baby Chewbacca. I agree with Baby Chewbacca. It's, Great. It's like an 8 out of 10. Perfect. Yeah, yeah Baby Chewbacca thinks it's like uh, like an 8. 7.5, 8 out of 10. Yeah. Like, it's good. It's good. It, I would recommend it to people. If like, you if you haven't watched it yet and you just listened to the spoiler of the entire series, and now <laughs> you're like, yeah, maybe I'll watch that. I, I do recommend it. I think it has some really good, some really high highs. I think that the lows aren't as low and there, there's a lot As we didn't talk about. There's, to... there's a lot to watch. Yeah. Lots of death. Lots of TNA. Some really good, well-written stuff, even when it's not based from the books. Yeah. And uh, whenever Tyrion Lannister is on screen, you can count for some amazing words. Yep. And That uh, is true. Yeah, and it's it's solid. And actually, the show is at its best when it's not climactic battle scenes. It's with characters just talking to each other around a fire. Yeah. That's when the show is at its best. I think it's a, a, a real, not necessarily feat, but definitely a good exploration in character development. Yeah. And uh, that, I think, is something that's really special about the series as a whole. It's good. And uh, season eight, it happened. Yeah, it, happened. it wasn't It wasn't bad. It wasn't really good, but it happened. It and was it, there. And it ends semi, I mean, literally the entire, that's the ending is just a bunch of clip scenes. Let you know what's going on with everybody. Yeah. Yeah like that post credits like 20 years later dot 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 yeah kind of and when the hobbits suck everybody off man oh that was beautiful. satisfying poetic cinema it was it was especially and when the fires of mordor consume everything because uh, the entirety of the story literally was just uh riding on a ring that was yeah, being carried course. by those hobbits before they sucked everything off and yeah but so, why didn't they take the eagles? I just to don't, King's don't get the entire story was set in a snow globe. Yeah, of course. That's and the weirdest the end, ending at the ever. End where John wakes up and turns to Daenerys and says, "Honey, I had the weirdest dream." Just, <laughs> you yeah, know. yeah. It uh, it was strange, but yeah. Well, uh, I'd like to thank you as the 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 Night Queen for coming and talking some Thrones. Oh Do you yeah, feel like thank you, you for having adequately me. Adequately talked some Thrones. I did indeed uh, expose my raging throner to your, the world. Your raging throner to the world. Excellent. I I definitely watched it. Although I don't own any Game of Thrones stuff, I almost one time with uh, your other half. That's uh, Arvin and Lala's box. But uh, Game of Thrones things Game of directly Thrones things. on the table. In but front that's of theirs. Us. That's the roommate stuff. It's not mine. <laughs> I would like the doorstop that says Hodor. Yeah. But fair. Um, no, I almost bought a uh, a House Stark shirt once at Hot Topic with uh, your other half. Good for you. But him. Uh, then uh, because I was really poor at that time, I decided I should save my money. So that's I did. Fair. I'll get and, you a uh, House Stark shirt. Well, I need a House Mormont shirt. If I was going to wear a House shirt, it would be a House Mormont shirt. <laughs> but uh, And today, when I was at Target, I saw a really cool Game of Thrones shirt that like combined the four houses and it was all flame. Then I realized it was more for like a bro than it was for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't buy it. Also true. Because uh, I was like, meh, I own enough shirts. I have lots of Star Wars shirts. And sometimes Killer Clown shirts. So I'd see that. Yes. All right. So, uh, Raging Throners, be careful. Because uh, something has to be done with them. Yep. And, and sometimes those Raging Throners lead to disappointment. Sometimes you got to take matters into your own hands. And remember, if you have a Raging Throner, don't go to a wedding. Bad things happen bad, at weddings. Bad, Never bad. go to a wedding. And uh, be careful what you drink. And don't screw your sister. Because it ends badly. Stay out of churches. Yes, yeah, stay out of churches too. And uh, bad to be a dire wolf. Don't stab a giant. Don't. Well, you can stab a giant in the eye. That works out okay. 
not really. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, what else? Uh, and the real story is don't build walls. Yeah. Neighborly interaction. You're right. Yes. If you'd only lived with the children of the forest in a better way, they wouldn't have come up with ill-gotten plans that almost killed everybody. Yeah, man. Yes. And took a crippled boy and a sneaky ninja girl to, to save humanity. Good for them. Yes. And one got to be king and one got to be the pirate queen of Easteros because I think Easteros. Easteros. Easter, yeah. They're like, what's, yep. what's east what's, of Westeros? What's it's west Easteros, Wester- no, you it's fools. it's west of Westeros. It's, east of Westeros is Easteros marine Easteros is west junks. of Westeros. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Easteros because it's a, it's a globe. It's a big globe. <laughs> There's Westerosi all water until you get to Easteros. <laughs> and really, they, as a historian, that chuckles me because they're like, you know... Uh, manifest destiny like heading west and like we say something is the east but it's actually west of us the east is west of us Ooh. it's weird just saying yeah and the far east is even closer than the regular east wow what a what a, what a life we live what a time uh, we experience wow look around <laughs> how lucky we are to be alive right now all right well Catlin, i appreciate you i appreciate welcome you. welcome to your first stop by yourself guest episode Ooh. because uh, your other half just did some drawing or something. Yep. Your scribe And I just know absolutely nothing about anything else. So Nothing good luck else? You're done? Finding me again. <laughs> well, you can have opinions about things. You uh, had opinions about uh, Batu? Yeah, I had opinions on how to pronounce the word biopic and they were wrong. You did. So it's biopic. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. strongly, it's okay. That's, I'm strongly you, one for you two. You can go back and look at that. Like The only time she chimed in is the... As the shadow guest on that was to correct Pronounce me a word wrong. for a biopic, and it's biopic, yeah. No, it's not. It's biopic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Toodles, friends. Uh, the deal, laughitupfuzzball.net is a website. Laughitupfuzzballpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Laugh It Up Fuzzball's Facebook group. It's a closed group. Don't be a pedophile and you can join. It's real easy. You ask to join, we say yes. Moderators are me, Blue, and Danny. Uh, what's your uh, your at for all the things My so people at can is at you? Katelie, C A I T A L I E, on all possible social medias. All the things, including and... Neopets.com. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, maybe someday for the Neopets episode <laughs> when I really need filler. I'm ready. Uh, at Wookie Riot for me on the Twitter and Instagram, and uh, that's it. Do you have uh, any? Uh, do you drink and you know things? I have always done both. Do you have any Game of Thrones quotes that fittingly uh, closes it all out? Uh, uh, no. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is done. Bran is the king and everybody else is dead. Hey! Is that accurate? The bells of King's yeah. Landing. Bells of King's Landing. DSA here is a story about Game of Thrones. It should be called Games of Throne. Because you see, there's only one Iron Throne. And the other thrones really don't matter. But that throne gets burnt by a big black dragon in the bells of King's Landing. What a boogie. What a bop. Yeah? Yeah. And then there's no hunchbacks or gypsies. But we stole their song to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, that's all. It doesn't get better. All right, friends, uh, drink and know things, and uh, go. if you're going to a wedding, make sure it's a blue one. Yeah. Toodles.